With his side sitting top of the league after six games, Wenger suggested that there are plenty of signs that this campaign would be different to the last, having navigated our way through plenty of tough tests already. Each of those games, we had difficult periods to come through, but we found the resources to get through it, he said. That, for me, is much more positive than last season. So, so far, I feel the difference is that last season, we threw away too many leads. At the moment, I would say the team is on a good route. We know we can improve, and we know we can do better. But that's quite positive. If you look at what we have achieved so far, while knowing we could do more. I think also, we have discovered that we need the qualities we have shown so far, and we need to keep hold of those qualities for the whole season. From Arsenal Audible, my name is Nathan Phillips, and this is the seventh installment of The Invincibles, a series by Jonathan Rogers for Arsenal.com, reliving the perfect Premier League campaign that Arsenal enjoyed 20 seasons ago. This week, Arsenal head to Anfield to take on Liverpool, and thanks to significant contributions from Robert Pires and yes, that Adu, Arsenal are able to nip it 2-1 at Anfield and continue their perfect run in the season and end this week top of the table with eight matches played. They're heading into the international break, of which there's a fewer about Rio Ferdinand missing a drug test and the possibility of 37-year-old Martin Keown joining the squad. Now let's step back in time and see what happened with the Invincibles this week. Last week, we edged out Newcastle United in a five-goal thriller to end a three-match unbeaten run. But the big games were coming thick and fast. Having got three tough front of fixtures, I saw us face Inter Milan, Manchester United, Newcastle United, and Lokomotiv Moscow in 13 days. We returned from Russia to be faced with an early Saturday kickoff at Anfield against Liverpool. It would be the final game before another international break. And with injuries catching up with us, Arsene Wenger was forced to switch up his side once again as he aimed to continue our impressive start. With his side sitting top of the league after six games, Wenger suggested that there were plenty of signs that this campaign would be different to the last, having navigated our way through plenty of tough tests already. Each of those games we had difficult periods to come through, but we found the resources to get through it, he said. That for me is much more positive than last season. So, so far, I feel the difference is that last season we threw away too many leads. At the moment, I would say the team is on a good route. We know we can improve, and we know we can do better. But that's quite positive. If you look what we have achieved so far while knowing we can do more. I think also we have discovered that we need the qualities we have shown so far, and we need to keep hold of those qualities for the whole season. Martin Keown's excellent form had seen him linked with a return to the England setup for their crunch Euro 2004 qualifier against Turkey, despite him being 37 years old. Our defender didn't get the call, but ran the rule over the nation's top defensive prospects at the time. I feel that we have a very good group of central defenders in this country, and I'm still trying to hold my own, Martin said. I do feel that if I was a little bit younger, I'd like to think I'd still be regularly involved in the England setup. I've not worked closely with John Terry or Jonathan Woodgate, so it's difficult for me to really talk about them with authority. I have worked with Matthew Upson, of course, and I think he will go on to become an outstanding defender. On October 4th, 2003, Arsenal performed a smash-and-grab operation at Anfield to extend the unbeaten league run to eight games, thanks to a wonderful strike from Robert Pires midway through the second half. With Patrick Vieira out injured, 
Adu was given the job of patrolling the midfield, while Ray Parler filled the right midfield slot in place of the missing Freddie Hunberg. Jeremy Aladier was given his first league start. Recovering from the trip to Moscow, we started the match in an apprehensive fashion and allowed the host time and space from which to launch their attacks, and Harry Tuol soon capitalized on her generosity by firing a volley past Jens Lehmann 14 minutes in after the ball had cannoned off of Michael Owen. The Reds had further chances to put the game beyond reach in the first 45 minutes when first Owen and then Kuehl blasted wide. Fortunately, the score sheet remained the same, and it was ourselves who equalized the Sammy Hippia own goal, although Adu will take credit for the header that forced the Finnish defender into prodding into the wrong net. The second half produced a different performance for ourselves, and the early defensive resilience shown by the team was complemented with some fine attacking play. With 22 minutes remaining, Adu won possession outside the Liverpool penalty area, and squared to Pires. The Frenchman shifted the ball across to a central position before letting fly with a right-footed shot from 25 yards which gave Jersey Dudek no chance, curling into the top corner. It was a goal worthy of winning any game, and the result filled Wenger with pride. To be 1-0 down after playing at Moscow on Tuesday and coming back to win 2-1 tells you a lot about the mental strength of the team. Starting the game this day was Jens Lehmann in goal, Lauren, Torrey, Campbell, and Cole in defense, Parler, Gilberto, Edu, Pires, and Aladier in midfield, and Henri up top. Viltord came on as a substitute, and subs not used were Stack, Sigan, Keon, and Kanu. The Times said, A year ago, Arsenal were producing a football of a splendor rarely witnessed in this country or elsewhere. This season, with such fluency proving elusive, they have been grinding out results with an efficiency bordering on the Teutonic. While the Guardian said that Arsenal, on their premiership travels, have followed a valuable draw against Manchester United with a win at Liverpool, and Wenger has caused to acclaim the solidarity of the squad. Meanwhile, the Sun said, In the midst of all the Anfield doom and gloom surrounding Michael Owen, one massive boost for England also went unnoticed, Sol Campbell. The league table, after eight games played by Arsenal, had them at the top at 20 points. Manchester United were a single point behind, Chelsea were also a single point behind with a game in hand, and then followed by Fulham and Birmingham at 14 points with the game in hand. Elsewhere this week, John Halls completed a month-long loan move to Stoke City, who'd ultimately go on to sign for the Potters permanently after impressing in Division 1. Sol Campbell was fined £20,000 by the Football Association after kicking out at Manchester United's Eric Demba Demba in the Community Shield back in August. And legendary striker Joe Baker died age 63. He netted 100 times in just 156 games for the club between 1962 and 1966 after making a club record 70,000 pound move from Torino. Across the UK, Where's the Love by Black Eyed Peas was enjoying their third week at number one, Permission to Land by The Darkness was enjoying its fourth week at number one, and Calendar Girls nicked the top spot at the box office. Around the world, Film star Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor of California, ousting the incumbent Gray Davis three years before his term was due to end. Schwarzenegger won almost 48% of the vote. And millions of viewers held their breath as magician Darren Brown played Russian roulette live on TV. However, it was later revealed that the bullet fired at the end was a blank. The England squad threatened to go on strike and not play their qualifier in Turkey after Rio Ferdinand was omitted after missing a mandatory drug test. This has been a recording 
by Arsenal Audible. Thank you for listening along. Thank you.